I cried in a superhero movie. I'm so proud of you. That's a that's a sign of real um, interpersonal relationships you have with fictional characters, which is nothing to be ashamed about whatsoever. I remember the first time I cried at a movie, like legit cried. I I cried uh, during Pokemon when Butterfree was let go. <laughs> Ten year old me cried at that. Oh well, it was very sad. Bye, Butterfree. We love you. So uh, near, near the end of the film, okay, there there is an event that occurs. There no spoilers and. Right? Yeah, no spoilers. There is an event that occurs near the end of the film, and I, I was eating at a dine-in theater. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I've eaten at this dine-in theater several times. I know how it works. Near, near the end, near the end of your movie, someone will come around with like one of the little black books that has a receipt in it. Is, it, is the food good? Uh, it's, it's pretty good. They, uh, this place does actually pretty good sushi. Ooh. I okay. We have a okay. We don't have a dine-in theater, but we do have a theater that serves beer. Um, uh, they, they also do that. Okay, now we have a reason to go visit Alan. We have to go to this theater. Well, we had, well we thanks. Al- thanks for that. We, <laughs> we already had like 9.7 thousand reasons to visit Alan. This is just 9.7 thousand and one. Uh, one. Anywho, uh, so, so an event is occurring on screen, and I am just... I'm just crying my fucking eyes out. Um, and all of a sudden, someone st- someone swings by, and they set the little black book in front of me, and they're like, hey, uh, just take care of this whenever you can. And it took everything in my body to not just go, fuck you! <laughs> really? Like, during this part? Like, I, when you're clearly in tears, they're gonna say something, not just like, "fuck my life." <laughs> you did this. <laughs> the event that was happening on screen was actually all the uh, the the black book carrier's fault. Yep, <laughs> they fucked up. I just pulled out my little black book. Everybody gonna say goodbye. Do, 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 there's a there's some so, uh, joke there. So uh, to the employees of the AMC Twenty Eight, uh, maybe maybe pick your spot a little better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that clearly clearly they're not as invested in in Endgame as you were at this moment, unless they were and they'd seen it earlier and they'd been able to take the sting off. Doesn't matter. They should know better. Yeah, they really should. If they had seen it before, you think they would have picked a better time? <sighs> but how are you feeling wh- now? I'm still dieting, but I had to get ice cream after that movie. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of ice cream did you get? I got triple caramel chunk Ben and Jerry's. Oh, my God. You deserve that after the harrowing experience you went through. Did it it help? Uh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well... So, as we're discussing this, why are we at the SCP Foundation again? Well, because they were going to do a screening of Endgame here, but it turned out that that version was anomalous, and it was actually um, a Justice League My favorite, uh... It was from a universe where where Marvel owned the Justice League characters instead, so... Avengers Endgame was weird, because instead it had Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Mr. Mick Spitalik, for some reason... Like that was really that was weird. So I unfortunately I, uh, our, our viewing was kind of spoiled. I do have a uh, favorite fake spoiler. What's that? that? I've been telling that I've been telling people for uh, for uh, Endgame. Mm-hmm. What is it? Um, gosh, it's so like 
weird that Marvel Studios went out of their way to make those fake Spider-Man Far From Home trailers. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make people think that Spider-Man doesn't totally stay dead in a bit. Well, it was a little weird when, you know, that happened in this version, but it wasn't Spider-Man so much as it was Spider-Man in the anomalous <laughs> yes. version. Uh, welcome to Under Endgame Analysis. We all live in the shadow of this movie, whether or not we've seen it or not. Um, I fell off the Marvel wagon a while ago, and I've yet to climb back on. I fully intend to at some point, but maybe after some time has passed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, when this movie comes out... Uh... I was hoping that I would use this viewing to get back into it, but again, my expectations were completely blown out of the water. It didn't help that this anomalous version was apparently directed by Zack Snyder. Oh, God. Like that was kind of weird too. So sorry, sorry about that, Alan. I, I thought for sure that you know this was going to be something magical and unique. And, and it was kind of weird when Zack Snyder suddenly appeared on screen, was yelling, "Wake up, sheeple!" <laughs> but then it, and then and then there were two Zack Snyder's, and he looked don't, at him. Don't you know Captain America is an American? Wake up! <laughs> It was it was really weird that one part too where, where Zack Snyder split in two and he looked at himself and he realized that he had been uh, Jack's smiling god the entire time. I was trying to work in a Fight Club reference there and it didn't really work. Uh, I'm David and I don't I don't watch movies. Uh, I'm Alan and uh, I hate Zack Snyder so much. Good. Uh, I'm Kayla. I'm here because I brought my. Um uh, CVS pharmacy card to get us into the foundation. Right. We're here to continue to document the work of one Lord Bung and his confinement series. We, The first episode we did on this, we talked about uh, the first two episodes and the SCPs that inspired them. So we're back here at the foundation once again. Uh, we, have, we each have ourselves a bottle of Hennessy from the Infinite Vending Machine. Which, again, I think they fixed it at this point. But for whenever we approach it, I think it just gives us Hennessy out of spite. Or maybe like, just from some false sense of familiarity. It's like, oh, it's these assholes again. I mean, we did try to break into the foundation on Christmas and have ourselves a, you know, a, a Christmas party in the employee break room, but uh, didn't really go as well as we planned. That recording got lost and was redacted by the foundation when it, they found it. So, uh, but uh, I mean, it's it's good to be here. It's good to know that we're still not being, you know, confined or arrested, unlike uh, poor Connor, who apparently. Was indoct- was adopted by the foundation at a young age and made D class, even though he's a uh, test subject, or even though he's an SCP himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing episode three this time around, which is titled simply "The Robot," and we have three articles to talk about in this one uh, that relate to that particular arc. Uh, but I thought first we should talk about um, this episode. This is my favorite, by the way, out of the all the the episodes he's put out, like the. All the, all the ones that are there currently? Yeah, I really like this one. I especially love the fight scene for this one. Yeah, well, um, clearly Lord Bung has a hard-on for the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, because... Uh... Yeah, that was... Okay, <laughs> like, it, it gets more clear during episode four, but, like, I was like, oh, he's doing um, Come a Little Bit Closer by uh, Jay and the Americans, and that was used on the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 soundtrack, and I was like, I really like this song, and it's really used well for this fight scene. But then in the fourth episode, he brings uh, 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 Brandy, you're a fine girl, and I'm like, wait. And then also uh, he uh, he does, um, oh, what's the other one? Um, 
Oh my god, why is it? it it's something drive. I don't it, remember. It's Lakeview Drive? Yeah, I think it is. I'm, I'm not, I can't remember. But like, yeah, there, it was like three to four songs that are from the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 soundtrack. And I'm like, was he just like on a... Did he just finish watching it and was just like uh, had this soundtrack on loop or something? Because I mean, you get inspiration from all kinds of interesting places, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this episode, Alan? The robot episode. Um, this episode was the first, the first one, and correct me if I'm entirely wrong. I didn't look at the voice credits. Mm-hmm. It became a little distracting that he and the robot were the same, had the same voice. Oh, I did not. See- I think it. I think so. Yeah, this is also the first one that has um, an SCP writer, like someone established with that that website as a um, as a voice actor. It's the Vulgan, and he plays uh, Mr. Anderson. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd have to look at the credits again, but I think yeah. Yeah. Now I gotta look this up and see if uh, Alan is right. Alan's always right. Alan is always right. Uh, that is not true. But I mean, I'm. I, but if it were, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't cool think thought. of a. I can't think of a good. Uh, a good. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have more of this Hennessy. Excuse me. Mm. Yeah, special. It's Hennessy. It's not that great. Um. Not much of a beer drinker. Okay, anyway. so um, I'm going through it. Um, right. It probably is the same guy. It, it, it probably is both Lord Bun. It's not saying. I'm not well, Lord, Lord Bun was like every voice in the first episode, right? Yes. I don't know. I mean, it feels like it was mostly him for the most part. I mean, it was. He wasn't every voice because clearly Natalie Powers is voiced by. Well, he, in the first episode, there were there was just the the foundation staff, Connor and the cannibal, Fernand the cannibal. In the in the first one, and his roommates. Yeah. So. There's but when but, but in the second episode, in the in the the singing forest, um, that was um, that's where they. Uh, I just in more people. Okay, I just looked up the cast, and it is literally just Lord Bung and the Vulcan. So. Oh, you ser- wait. In that episode. It's just all. So he's every single other voice. Just about, yeah. Jeez. Sometimes he brings in other people, but yeah, in that one, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did. I did notice it. Pretty. He's normally pretty good at deviating his voice, but um, I feel like um, in that one you can definitely hear it in the the robot. Not that that's too bad a thing, because I I think the episode itself is pretty solid. And like you said, Kayla, this is. You said this was your your personal favorite. I, I really love the... Well, the reason why is, one, I do like... Uh, the comedy is pretty good. I like the fact, too, uh, uh, the... There's still that whole underlying, like, you can never escape Connor, mm-hmm. as well as uh, the back and forth between the robot and Connor. And also, that's an amazing fight scene. Yeah, it is, it is really good. Especially when, like... Uh, the robot uses his own In- Connor's own entrails to try and strangle Connor after he respawns from dying. And so. then uses the, his whole body to like basically smash the robot into the lights. It's very good. Um, so I figured we'd get some insight into these figures in this particular episode. So 
I figured we should start with the hub for Anderson Robotics because it's just a little summary of the Anderson Robotics. I figured just read the overview. If anybody wants to look deeper, we can take a look at that. But I have the link in front of me right now. Um, uh, I will say one. I will say one thing. We're not going to cover in this episode. Oh, that's right. So at the very beginning. Oh, go ahead, Alan. Uh, at the very beginning of the episode, it covers, I think, SCP-93, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which we have covered extensively, a, ex- very extensively. <laughs> um, it almost killed us. It was kind of... Oh, was that that long, boring one that I basically kind of glazed through? The Red Sea object, that one that had, like legions and legions and legions of additional details that got we got so tired of it we just we did it for like four episodes oh yeah i remember i skipped a bunch i don't blame you i'm still not a huge fan of that one neat it builds a mythos and then i don't personally i don't personally find that mythos terribly interesting but that's just me well maybe it's not just me because we all were very um I mean, I, I looked looking back at that bit. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool that that's in there. But it's it literally just the beginning with the stuff you expect, right? I mean, yep. So, but I'm with you. Um, if you want to know about that, you can go back and watch the last. You can go back and listen to those those episodes. It's Red Sea Object uh, SCP ninety three. So instead, I want to keep it to the stuff that's actually we've we haven't covered before. Because my attitude about that one still has not changed. I still find it kind of insufferable. Yep. So let's talk Anderson Robotics Hub. This is group number GOI-1115 Anderson Robotics. Its membership is 200 employees worldwide with a footnote. Resources, US dollars, 7850 7, million annually. Anomalous capability. And its status is active. So, um, it's not a ton of this, but, um, since I just read those bits, uh, would you like to start with the description, Alan? Sure. Cool. Description. Anderson Robotics is a paratech firm specializing in the sale of anomalous robots, androids, artificial intelligence, computer programs, and cybernetics. While it is believed that Anderson Robotics has been in operation since the 1990s, the firm first came to the foundation's attention in 2007. After the capture of SCP-1360 during a raid on a paratech trafficking warehouse in Seattle, since this initial contact, Anderson Robotics has been recognized as the foremost dealer of robotics paratechnology. So this has already got a lot of little clues and buzzwords in it. Par- paratech? I assume paranormal tech. I would guess so. Hmm. Uh, is it just me? That maybe this is just me. Um, for a robotics company, doesn't 750 million seem kind of low? Um, I don't know. No, it's how, that's a, how it makes annually. Actually, Say that again? That's how much it makes a year. Yeah. Oh. It's annually. Oh, okay. It I, makes a shit ton. I thought, I'd like, it's worth, and for a second, I'm like, that seems kind of low for its full worth. Like, with robots, really? But, okay, yeah, that's... Because that's almost a billion. Okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's actually a pretty big number if it has 200 employees. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, that's true. I'm going to look at the footnote. It says, due to the use of Saker units in Anderson's workforce, it's difficult to pinpoint an exact number of employees. Saker units? I guess we're going to find out more about that in a little bit. Okay. 
Um, Kayla, why don't you take the next paragraph? Although, I, I, here's the other thing I wanted to point out. Uh, Paratech Trafficking Warehouse. So, much like anything else, they, these things can be trafficked illegally. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, that's interesting. While Anderson Robotics has achieved a worldwide presence, especially following its 2014 distribution with Marshall, Carter, and Dark Limited, or, yeah, it's limited, right? Yeah. Okay. It's current base of operations in the continental United States, particularly in the Pacific Northwest. Major production and distribution and administrative facilities have been uncovered in Oregon, Washington, and California, with recent expansions into New Mexico, Arizona, and Louisiana. Okay, so we could easily find it around here, maybe. Yeah, let's go look for it. By the way, the logo is kind of cool. It's the, uh, it looks a little bit like you. It is a robot bird! It's a robot bird. Uh, Multiple SCP objects have been attributed to this group since its discovery. Personnel may re- reference items indexed under Anderson for complete list. Current investigations into the internal framework of Anderson Robotics by MTF Gamma-13 has uncovered that the primary administrative core of the firm consists of a board of six individuals listed below. There, wait, no, Medea's a female. Okay, still mostly men. Yeah. Vincent Anderson. Chief Executive Officer, Type Blue Anomalous Humanoid. Ooh. Oh. Okay, so... Ro- like, robot... Like, by humanoid, like, he- actual human or robotic human? That's a good question. I don't know what Type Blue means, so... Albert... Oh, you want to just go back no. and forth? Oh, no, no, no. You can, you can take this. You can take this section. Albert Phineas Frostman, Chief Operating Officer, Type Blue Anomalous Humanoid. There's two of them. Whatever that means, type blue. Dr. Medea Contos, co-head of research and development. Jason Contos, co-head of research and development. These fake names are amazing. <laughs> and clearly... <laughs> Real fake names. Here's the fucked up part. Uh, like, So there's only one woman, and she shares the last name with this one guy. He's with- not a doctor, though. No. But, like, it, it's almost like, it's almost like, yeah, we got the one woman, but we gotta bring her husband on, because God forbid. But she's the doctor. Well, this, again, this is, these are only the, um, the administrative core. Who knows who else is in the company, right? Yeah. Jason Contos, co-head of research and development. Dr. Jeffrey Wilson, head of advanced logic division. And Isaac Dillard, executive officer. Now, chances are she probably, actually, you know what? If she's the doctor, chances are they hired her and he they uh she said, Hold up, you gotta bring my husband on. But why? What if it's her son? I mean it could be. What if it's her brother? It could be. I mean I don't know. They oh we gotta go see the contos and R and D, you know. And but they're both co heads, that means they work together. Right, exactly. So Attempts to apprehend the above individuals have been hampered by the organization's remarkable espionage abilities, anomalous nature of their facilities, and strong support from external groups of interest. Uh, footnote there is, this not only includes MC and D and the GOC, both of whom... The Snoop have- double gs and the group that's that motherfucker, police! <laughs> Sorry, continue. No, that's beautiful. Oh, have, well- you, have you seen our wedding playlist, according to Alan? <laughs> oh, yeah, Alan built us a wedding playlist. It's pretty great. Yeah. I will tweet it out right now. Okay, please do. Um, you'll have to look for it. Um, 
Uh, both of whom have multiple supply contracts with Anderson Robotics, but also the Church of Maxwellism, who hold favorable views of Anderson Robotics products and personnel. Huh. So that's just the overview of Anderson Robotics, and Anderson is the big sort of hub of this episode you know, of I'm confinement. Looking so. at this, uh, like especially with the robotic bird, I wonder if this is where Canary T Robot comes from. I mean, you know Canary T Robot better than anyone, so I, I wonder. You know, I I'm going to make it canon. Canary T Robot is um, built by Anderson Robotics, and that's how you got an affiliation with the foundation. Are you yes. like a rogue? Is, or is Canary T Robot a rogue? Mm, good question. Mm. 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 I'm sorry, I had to stand up because it's getting dark in here and I needed to turn on the light. I also needed to move my chair. I also needed to almost step on Gracie because she likes to live right underneath my feet. It's okay. Uh, she's she's doing fine. She still is what helps grant us the deep access to the foundation. Well, they can't do anything to me because I have uh, I have her as leverage. Right, we know this, and this is good. Uh, there's a bunch of other tabs up here, like related SCP objects, documents, additional data, product information, stuff like that. If you go to product information, it does show, like, talk about the different sort of uh, robotic things that they produce, like the Immerse series recon drone... The Aplomato series facility defense unit. Like, they do a lot of stuff, obviously. But I figured it might be best if we moved on to the um, um, the SCPs themselves. What do you guys think? Sounds good. Uh, sure. Okay. So let's talk about... Uh, Sorry, S- I was huh? doing the thing I said I was going to do. The which thing? Uh, tweeting out pictures of the playlist I made. Oh, oh good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking we we should talk about the, so here's the robot here's the robot himself uh, SCP thirteen sixty, um, which looks very different in the picture than it does animated by Lord Bung. I just realized. Look at the date. Oh, eleven set. Oh, <laughs> happy birthday to you! I would have turned twenty years old. So this was this picture was taken on Kayla's twentieth birthday, further confirming that you are that your connection with Canary T Robot of Anderson Robotics. You know what? That's it. Canary T Robot is just their mascot animal. Yeah, that's what it is. There we go. Um, so since I was the last person to read, uh, I will give Alan the floor for this one if he so desires. Right. What are we What are we clicking on? Uh, we're doing SCP thirteen sixty. Oh, I gotcha. just got the tweet. Oh. And now everybody wants to come to our wedding because they will now see the wedding playlist that goes... <laughs> Let me put it to you this way, folks. Um, if you haven't seen the tweet or you don't... No, no, don't tell them. Just let them find the tweet. That's just the magic of it is just let them find the tweet. Post it on... I will, I will, say, I will say three hours and 46 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um... You'll look for a tweet by my um, internet sensation Alex Chorney posted on. Um, I like that. Uh, posted on uh, April twenty seventh, twenty nineteen, Year of Our Lord twenty nineteen. I like the fact that the uh, song at the end is the Nate wants to battle version. Well, it's kind of the best version. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh man! Item SCP thirteen sixty object object class Euclid. Special containment procedures. SCP-1360 is to be restrained within a humanoid containment cell at Site-19. The presence of four security personnel is required prior to entry. 
Restraints may not be removed unless specifically required for testing. For communication purposes, SCP-1360 has to be provided with a pen and notebook. But why? Because everybody wants to have a notebook. That's true. Actually, I am a total notebook person. Oh, yeah, I know. you. She, fun fact, Kayla collects them. Yeah. Um, description. SCP-1360 is an animate... An, an, an animate? Okay. Animate. Animate. Fully articulated android. SCP-1360 stands at 1.83 millimeters tall, a.k.a. this person who wrote it is not <laughs> it's American. It's very small. Millimeters. That's, 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 I think that's meters. Yeah, it is meters. Sorry. <laughs> Otherwise, that is one I tiny goddamn said, robot. I just said millimeters. <laughs> oh, he's so cute. Uh, meters, tall, and weighs 100 kilograms. I didn't. I bet you didn't know that, that Connor was as small as this robot. <laughs> because I am a dirty, filthy American. I'm gonna You're going to figure that out. You're still gonna figure that out, Imperial. Yeah, um, in feet that would be ex- almost exactly six feet. Okay, that sounds about right. And then a um, uh, hundred kilograms is because again, dirty American. Um, two hundred and twenty pounds. Oh, he's basically yeah. so he's basically a typical. He's a big robot. Well, no, that's not that big. It's big android. No, it's that's still not six feet. And 220 pounds, that's not that bad. Mm. That's like a typical human. Fair. <laughs> I don't know. Six feet is tall for me. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alan's like, <laughs> looks down upon us like you tiny humans. It's, it's weird. The first That's the first thing Alan said when he got in my car. At, you know, the very first time we ever met in person, he got in my car after he got off the plane, and he just looked over at me, raised an eyebrow, and said, you tiny humans. And then he didn't say anything else for the rest of the drive. <laughs> Until uh, I think we went to In N Out Burger. It's just when I said, Yes, feed me, tiny human. <laughs> <laughs> and he spoke again. How tall are you, Alan? 6'3, uh, 6'4, depending on the day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he grows an inch, sometimes he shrinks an inch. Ladies. Um, <laughs> oh! Ladies. Uh, I'm sorry, is it, is it me? Or you're, you're still, this oh, is still yeah, you, yeah, right? It's still me, yeah. <laughs> Uh, two white PMMA circles, approximately three uh, sil- centimeters. centimeters. Oh my god, I suck today. Metric is important. Shut up. In diameter, represent the android's eyes. SCP-1360's body is composed of molded polycarbonate casings over an aluminum frame. It should be aluminium. Aluminium. <laughs> but it's, where it's again, fil- they use metric and yet they use aluminum. Aluminium. These casings are covered in a black fabric of unknown composition, referred to as SCP-13601. This covering acts as a skin and has a universal thickness of one centimeter. The serial number 031 is interwoven into 1360's left arm in a red variant of SCP-13601. Uh, testing to identify SCP-1361 has so far met with limited success. The material is a type of armed uh, aramid fiber with a tensile strength of approximately 4,000 MPa, along with a gravity of 1.1, making the material lighter and stronger than Kevlar. The material is self-repairing with adjacent damaging 
With adjacent damage SCP-1360-1 fibers reweaving and fusing back together, SCP-1360-1 is also capable of repairing damage to SCP-1360's polycarbonate casing, as SCP-1360-1's fibers will fill in damaged areas during the repair of the outer covering. All samples of SCP-1360-1 disintegrate after 48 hours of separation from SCP-1360. So it's got skin. That's woven. It's starting to feel a little too human. Like, well, that's I, that's the idea. It's kind of well, creepy. Well, it has a lot of human aspects, but it's almost like human aspects in a way where it's like you're you're like you like it's like I have skin that repairs itself. It's a really good android, and it's stronger than Kevlar. Yeah, stronger than Kevlar. It's like you can punch it, and you'll uh, your knuckles will bleed. Ouch! And it'll be fine. Um, so the skin has a universal thickness of one centimeter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about the dummy thickness? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be dummy thick where it counts, right? Otherwise, how would they be able to keep track of it? Yeah, it's important to uh, keep track. <laughs> what's... It's important to be able to follow SCP-1360 um, by, uh, cla- by the clap of its ass. My question the, is... That's, that's weird, Alan, because like, I was thinking that was a joke, but you just read that verbatim from the page. Yeah. <laughs> My question is, why haven't they come up with a word for the sound that um, where your, your ass cheeks clap? Um, could, uh, what, what would you call that sound? Like, the, your car noise is a honk, like, it's a honking... Are you saying, like, the onomatopoeia of, like, your yeah. ass cheeks clapping together? Yeah. What is the dummy thickness... The sound of the thickness. This is. I'm not sure I like where this is going. Um, well, would, would it be more of a clap or a flap? I guess it depends on. I think we're thinking about this way too. Hard. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Have you have you heard a good ass clap? I don't think I've ever. It's like, what is the sound of one hand clapping? Well, it's this. Oh my god, David. It, well, I. Go ahead. But okay, after this episode one, is after this episode is over, we'll show. David, some ass clapping videos. <laughs> I'm gonna leave. Uh, is your <laughs> your paragraph? SCP thirteen sixty's fingers contain a series of tools. Oh my, ladies, ladies and Alan. Yes. Um, mm. These tools are accessed by unscrewing the tip of the finger. <laughs> And include, all right, it becomes less hot, uh, a steel needle attached to a roll of red thread made from the same material as SCP-1360-1. Left thumb, a roll of patches made of the same material as SCP-1360-1, 5.1 centimeters wide, left index. A pair of miniature steel fabric scissors, right thumb, and a steel scalpel, scalpel, right index. You know, um... This is useful. Oh, there's there's a little more there at the bottom, actually. Um, both middle and ring fingers. Both middle and ring fingers are hollow and serve as storage space. Ooh, Wait, for what? Wait, dildo. I, I, I carrots. <laughs> I I carrots are good, and I would eat them. But you, you, also, can, you cannot tell me this guy doesn't have something that can vibrate and be used as a now. Dildo. Last time the SCP Foundation acquired a dildo, it was an incredibly dangerous run. We talked about this. Yes. 
And you can't tell me that that cannot be held by him. All right. Maybe the dildo came from SCP-1360. Oh, and that's why it has hollow spaces. That's why it's so dangerous. Yes. Uh, SCP- I think it's you, actually, your next oh, yeah. paragraph. SCP-1360 is intelligent and displays a clear knowledge of unarmed combat and firearms usage. It is observed with escaping subsequent return to an entity it refers to as Anderson. I like this. It's an entity it refers to as Anderson, but we know, we know that anyway. Uh, does that automatically? Click? It takes you, but if you click the link, it takes you to Anderson Robotics Hub, so it tells you about it. Oh, okay. SCP-1360 claims to feel pain despite it, its lack apparent lack of a nervous system. It claims that this pain is the result of a component having been removed prior to containment, and as a result, views itself as incomplete. It's its dick. It's the dildo that's missing. That's it. It was actually just its dick. Who the fuck took its dick away? Seriously. It's almost like it has an electric boner. He can't. He can't have that thing. It's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> He'd definitely be able to escape if he had the the dick that can drill through walls. <laughs> <laughs> this is sir. What is he doing? Uh, he appears to be copulating with the wall, sir. I don't understand. Why he, oh God! It breach, breach. <laughs> You can't tell me that did not happen. You cannot tell me that did not happen. Despite being incapable of speech, SCP-1360 can read and write English, Japanese, and German fluently. Just those three? Interviews have been moderately successful, though escape and repair are favorite topics of conversation. Okay, so maybe this particular robot isn't the same as the robot in... Confinement? The one in confinement is still 031, because that's what this one is listed as, unit 031. Um, I I think I think this is I mean that's a that's a fair point, but they refer to it as 1360 in there as well. Like the specifically by name. Oh. Like the the guy the guy from the robotics from the guy from Dingus says, uh, you know, how are you today, SCP is one three six zero. So I guess in Lord Bung's version of this universe the robot can talk. Yeah, and I think it's necessary for animation purposes, so... Yeah. Um, Addendum 1360A. The following message was discovered on a flash drive within SCP-1360's right middle finger upon recovery. Ooh, here we go. Oh my god. Uh, Important. Do not discard. Uh, I guess, do you want me to read... Well, I mean, did I... I read the... I read the last paragraph before this, right? Yeah. Wait, did you? No. No, that was Alan. No. No, it wasn't. Alan's. Me. It's Alan. It's Alan's turn. Okay. It's Alan's turn. Yes. No, I was just saying no to uh, come up the works. <laughs> I, I don't. Rem- I don't remember. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say it's you anyway. <laughs> I I I, re- I read last thing I read was views itself as incomplete. Okay. Was, okay. So then it was you. So then it was me. So then it was you. So do you wanna? So you wanna take the first like paragraph of this letter? Yeah, I'll do that. Dear James, congratulations on the purchase of your new Peregrine series humanoid utility droid civilian model. Unit number thirty-one comes equipped with the following standard features. Uh, pre-programmed personality number four, Hector. Full understanding of up to three languages. English, Jer- Japanese. I almost said Japanese. <laughs> German. German. We, have combined, we have combined the German and Japanese languages into one easy to understand uh, amalgam language, Japanese. 
I've to, I, I used to I used to study Japanese. You know uh, what is it uh, in the one movie? Um, or it's a comic book series too. Why am I being clearly? Uh, it's Sam Francokio. Oh, uh, Big Hero Six. Thank you. Yeah. Could, there, there could be possibly a Japanese German mixed True. Our standard Aramid covering and full self repair functionality. Ah. Um, as you discussed with Mr. Saker during your consul- consultation meeting, number 31 has also, um, has also been altered to include your requested modifications. These include... Removal of vocalization capabilities. Oh! So he could talk. Yeah. But Maybe he got restored. He's missing a component. He talked about missing a component. It's his voice, probably. Our advanced firearms skill set and... Our advanced unarmed combat skill set. Like the Castro and Merlin units <laughs> you have purchased. <laughs> Number 31 has been programmed to take commands only from yourself and your daughter. In addition, it can also serve as a command unit. With your permission, Number 31 is capable of issuing commands to your other droids in your absence. But, sir, no one's worried about upsetting a droid. Uh, it is important to know. By the way, everyone like listening to me reading this, I shouted because those words were bold. It's, it's good true. to point out, honestly. Kestrel! Merlin! Merlin's beard! Fuck! It is important to note, however, that unlike your previous purchases, number 31 contains a highly adaptive artificial intelligence to make the unit's interactions more human and personal. Number 31's personality will evolve over time based on its interactions with you and you and your use of the unit. Within a matter of days, number 31 can become both your daughter's best friend and your most loyal servant. How old is his daughter? I, I'm afraid to ask. This is for you're, James. This will be your 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 eighteen year old daughter's best friend, and your <laughs> is that daughter. why they took away his? That was the missing one. component. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do we how do we know that he wanted to make sure that wasn't there, so he himself wasn't tempted? Just just yeah, I mean, real. you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as with your a other, a lot of people like dicks. It's true. I like dicks. Same here. So dicks are okay. <laughs> As with your other units, please do not attempt to repair number 31 if malfunctioning. In the event that you become unsatisfied with the unit's performance, please lock the flash drive back into place within the right middle finger storage compartment and speak your return phrase. Number 31 will then automatically return to one of our facilities, and you will be contacted with more information on replacing or refunding your purchase. As always, it's a pleasure doing business with you, Anderson. Anderson. Ah, uh, uh. Addendum thirteen sixty B. On November seventeenth, two thousand and nine, Kayla's twentieth birthday. Following a fourth failed escape attempt, the following note was found in SCP thirteen sixty cell. Return signal terminated. We're better off keeping you where you are. We're sorry, number thirty one, Anderson. Aww. As of this date, SCP-1360 has ceased all communication with Foundation personnel. In addition, SCP-1360 has also cre- ceased all resistance to containment and SCP-1360-1 collection. So, he's just... Oh, has he, ceased all resistance to containment. Yeah, he, he's accepted that he's trapped there now. He, he, was given a, he was given a specific order by uh, the Foundation, and now he has to live with it. Poor guy. How sad. 
Um, okay, cool. So I can see how this 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 one is actually pretty. Um, this was pretty succinct. I like the little hints of things in there. Um, definitely see how it could be a nice springboard for an idea. And it, it, and apparently this was the SCP that launched the um, the uh, Anderson Robotics mythos mm-hmm. for um, for the for the company or for for the canon, which is kind of neat. I do. I've never we've never really delved into the broader canon because there's a bunch of them, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like I do like that there's several SCPs that are interconnected by this one company. I think that's a neat detail. Furthermore, um, I want to make a pitch that down the line, I want to look into some of these other shared uh, universe SCPs. Like, for example, do you guys know about the um, the Dr. Wondertainment ones? Yes. I, I do not. I definitely want to look into the Dr. Wondertainment-themed SCPs. <laughs> because I'm a sucker for that sort of thing. Uh, it's a dude who makes all kinds of, like, neat gadgets and, and entertainment things for people, and they're all anomalous. Oh. And they're all branded with Dr. Wondertainment. Oh, uh, remind me when we're done recording, I have to show you guys, uh, something. Oh. oh okay. Okay. I, uh, I'll tell everyone listening, too, to check it out. Uh, so there's a pro wrestler named Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, his gimmick for a long time has basically just been, like, uh, sort of Cajun cult leader. Oh, but okay. he he was gone for a long time, and he came back, and now his gimmick seems to sort of be some combination of like "Don't hug me, I'm scared" and Candle Cove. Oh, what? What? He's a yeah. He's a creepy pasta wrestler. His gimmick is that he's hosting a children's show called the Firefly Funhouse. What? And. Yeah. Dude, this sounds uh, rad. What the fuck? Does why, he do a why, good job? Why is it all this? Uh, we've, only, we've only seen, like, the one vignette so far. We haven't even seen him return to the ring. Oh. It, oh. But it's it's just like, uh, do you have my interest? <laughs> <laughs> why is there all these wrestlers? It's like, oh, uh, like, Alan will come and start. It's like, oh, by the way, this wrestler. And you're like, what the fuck? Fucking shit! These—it's like—and this—and this is not an indie storyline. This is in the WWE right now. What? Like it, it's like like these wrestlers have the weirdest ass backstories I've ever. Gimmick gimmicks are good, man. No shit. <laughs> um, damn. Yeah, I, I yeah definitely after the recording, show us Linka, show us the deets. I want to see the deets. Um, shall we go move on to probably the longer, the longest one we'll do tonight, and our last one, which is SCP-2306. I, I see a flash drive, and I did not realize the flash drive in, um, the, uh, episode three was an SCP. I just figured it was an explosive device. Yeah, I thought so, too. Um, I can't remember who read last, so, uh... Wow, already my memory is suffering. Uh, so uh, oh, I'll, I'll give it to Alan again because I can. Okay. Item number SCP two three zero six. Object class safe. Special containment procedure. SCP two three zero six is to be kept within a high security electronic storage container within the storage wing of Site sixty four. All computers used to host SCP two three zero six one are to be isolated from internet and site intranet sources. Net. 
No nets for this bet. LOL internet. None, none internet. Uh, SCP-2306, by the description, SCP-2306 is a black and silver... (laughs) (laughs) It's a black and silver 16 gigabyte flash drive marked with a white ampersand. In terms of file storage, SCP-2306 operates identically to any other flash drive of similar make and capacity. SCP-2306's anomalous properties become apparent when it is inserted into a computer. At this point, the computer will begin to run an artificial intelligence program that self-designates as Ian. Oh! Hereafter referred to as SCP-2306-1. Holy shit! Hey! SCP-2306-1 will begin to run regardless of the, uh, of, to, the operating system used by the computer. Likewise, SCP-2306-1's cognitive ability has been shown to remain constant uh, despite the capabilities of the host computer. Okay, so it's not that flash drive, it's the actual robot. Yeah, so this is like, he, in, in Lord Bung's version of Confinement, he put, he put Ian and the robot together. Gotcha. Provided that speakers are available, SCP-23061 is, incap- is capable of vocalization and expresses itself in a masculine voice. Oh, okay. Likewise, the present of, presence of a microphone and camera on the computer allows for SCP-3061 to both hear and see its surroundings. In the event that speakers are disabled or unavailable, SCP-306 will communicate via command line prompts. Oh, neat. It becomes Zorik. Oh, my God. <laughs> the primary function of SCP-2306-7654365 is the repair of software problems on the computer in which SCP-2306 was inserted. Immediately upon insertion, SCP-2306-1 will begin to repair registry errors, quarantine slash delete malicious software or viruses, and clean junk files from the hard drive. This sounds... Dude, I want this! I, I want Ian as a friend. Well, I mean, let's let's not count our our, our let's not yeah, count our probably... let's not count our anti malware before it hatches. I mean, that's still he, he is this is this is safe. The, yeah, it is safe. safe. That's true. I mean, not all as we've established before. Not everything in in the facility is as, is dangerous. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a not just anomalous. So this is a very anomalous. This is an anomalous property in itself. Um, SCP twenty three oh six has additionally demonstrated limited capacity to function on other electronic devices that contain a USB port. With SCP twenty three oh six dash one communicating through other means, including Morse code on an electronic music keyboard, shifting stations on a car radio, and printing messages from an inkjet printer. That's fucking awesome. Oh, that's cool. Um, despite the intric intric, I can't talk today. I really can't. I'd, but when can I ever talk, really? Oh. Despite the intricate nature of SCP-23061, no programs are installed on a host computer upon insertion of SCP-2306. Likewise, analysis of the contents of SCP-2306 have shown that it contains no suitable programs for SCP-3061 either. And during operation does not use any data input or output at the USB port being used. That means by which SCP-2306 creates SCP-2306-1 is still under investigation. Hmm. Wait, no programs are... So it, it doesn't show it to be Basically, running any programs. There's there's nothing on the actual USB 
Oh. That looks that looks that looks to anyone like it would be an artificial intelligence. Oh. It doesn't even it says that it doesn't even yeah, so there's no pro it doesn't install anything. Looking at the drive, you don't see any data on it. And yet, when plugged in, it starts doing really helpful things for you. And talking. Yep. To you. And it talks. <clears throat> hey, do you think it do you think it could communicate with you through uh through Clippy? Oh my god. Oh my. <laughs> Hi there. It seems you've uh, plugged in a anomalous flash drive. Do you need help with that? No. You know what? You know what? <laughs> if this really does what it says it does, Clippy would be gone. <laughs> it comes out and murders Clippy. Addendum 2306-A. Interview log 2306-1. Okay. The following that? interview was conducted as part of the initial containment of SCP-2306. Uh, all right. We got some parts. Who wants to be to, who wants to be Ian and who wants to be Dr. Boss, Dr. Muhammad Bosker? Oh, I, I can do the forward. I'll be Dr. Morty Butthurt. I will be Ian. Forward. This interview was done during the initial AIAD. What the fuck does that mean? I'm going to look at the link. AIAD home screen. Oh, Artificial oh. Intelligence Applications Division. Oh, cool. That's a thing. Oh, that's neat. So it deals with, that's what their their division for dealing with AI. And so, and for anyone who's like, you worked for the SCP, Caleb, why don't you know this? I worked for a specific department. It was in that department. Yeah, you don't want to talk about which department you were in, though, I right? Am that's not, classified? That's classified. I'm not allowed to say. Okay. Uh, of SCP-230. She, she was a lunch lady. I can't cook. What are you talking? Actually, that's not true. I <laughs> you, I you cook more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, SCP-23061. SCP-2306 was inserted into a secure and air-gapped foundation PC with standard issue programs installed. <coughs> Speakers, a camera, and a microphone were provided for ease of communication with SCP-23061. Well, that's nice. The interview began several moments with after SCP-23061 finished its startup procedures. So, can you... By the way, I, I just imagine how it gets started up. It does the whole, like, AOL. Like, <laughs> you know, like the, the, the dial-up noise? Yeah. Yeah. That's how it starts up. Or it's the, uh, the Windows 98 opening. You know. Begin log. Greetings, user. By what name would you like me to call you? Dr. Boskert is fine. Greetings, Dr. Butthurt. I am Ian, your Nankin computer repair system. My review of your computer shows that there are currently no discernible problems with it. May I ask why you require my services today? Just wanted to talk to you. I'm not sure I understand. Do you have a question regarding my functions? Rest assured that Anderson has equipped me to handle all your computer repair needs. So you have said. Were you assigned the name Ian? Yes, I've had it since I was born. Born? Created, that is. And when was your creation date? November 17th, 1990. What the fuck, guys? Seriously, what the ever-loving fuck? Kayla was two. No, I was one. You were one. What am I saying? My brain, No, but, like, what is up with this date? Like, does it... I like, I like... I think it's I think it's a recurring thing with Anderson Robotics. Yeah, because yeah. it says S, read, read this bit below it where after he says that. Okay. Oh, SCP three zero six one freezes momentarily, then resumes speaking. March twelfth, twenty twelve. November seventeenth. 
Sorry, I don't know what happened. I believe I may have encountered a memory error. Rest assured, it will not happen again. You have a continuous memory, then, from creation to now? Well, yes and no. I keep a log of users, discovered problems, quarantine files, and repairs rendered. All other, non- on all blip, all other non-essential information is kept temporarily and eventually deleted. The older memories get a little fuzzy after a while, though. SCP. SCP-3061 freezes. Ian? There's a short pause. Short. Short. My lord. There's a short pause before SCP-23061 becomes responsive again. Apologies, Dr. Buzzkill. Please note that you are currently not using me for my intended purpose, and I cannot guarantee the quality of my performance or my stability under such conditions. I understand. I'm I'm, I'm very southern suddenly. (laughs) That's okay. I keep getting your name wrong. I understand. I only have a few more questions anyway. Tell me, do you experience anything when your user removes the flash drive from the computer? There is a pause as SCP-23061 appears to take time to put thought into its answer. SCP-23061 begins to vocalize again, but then appears to freeze. Moments later, SCP-23061 begins to speak. White light at end of tunnel. Like after crash. Cliché, right? And then the next thing I know, I've been plugged back in again. Interesting. There's a few moments of silence as Butthurt takes several notes. <laughs> One last thing, Ian. Show me pornography. <laughs> <laughs> that can be done. What kind of pornography are you looking for? For future reference, I'd like you to use an avatar when interacting with me. No problems. Did you have one in mind? A naked lady. I was hoping you would. Uh, I was hoping you would. A mental picture of you as you see yourself. Please go into the paint function and create this image. Okay. SCP-3061 proceeds to open up the computer's paint program. After approximately 15 minutes, it has produced a rough outline of a face, but then freezes and appears to crash. Dr. Butthurt's attempts at regaining operation of SCP-3061 fail. Oh my god. Damn. Um, so it's very, crazy. It doesn't really have control, allowed to say much about itself, is it? It's not. Um, follow-up attempts to have SCP-2306-1 generate an avatar of itself have resulted in similar crashes. Over the course of several more tests, enough fragments of SCP-2306-1's avatar have been collected to produce a complete image of what is likely a young male of Asian descent. Attempts to find a human match for this identity, even either living or dead, are currently ongoing. Okay, there's this cr- creepy thing where, like, possibly this person was actually alive, and then his consciousness has been uploaded. Oh, that's, yeah. I mean, they kind of implied that in confinement. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I just read the last one I kind of lost the order entirely so I'm not sure because you and I did the bulk of the reading for. Uh, I'll, I'll do this then um, on, okay. on August 8th 2015 a folder named IJ190 2012 was found on the computer used to run multiple tests of SCP-2306 the folder contains numerous files of various formats including images, audio, and video when questioned about the folder, SCP-3061 denied any knowledge of the contents or how such a folder came to exist on its host computer. A selection of the files found in the folder is included below. Okay, this is... I like this. This, re- is, a, this is a neat one. Yeah. And also, um, uh, 
IJ nineteen ninety and then twenty twelve. The two dates, the two years he yeah. mixed up. But like I it may stand for Ian. J could be his last name. Oh, E and J? Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Oh my god. Oh, this is the part where the memories come in, I think. Because oh, remember shit. they're like audio files. So, this- so here's here's what I'm thinking those two dates mean. I'm thinking the first date is when he the the person was born. And the 2012 date is when, like, the USB was created. Ooh, okay. Like, it's it's his human memory conflicting with his program memory. He would have been 22, mm-hmm. if that's the case. Yeah. Um, interesting that they chose, uh, you know, November or August 8th, 2015 is the date that this folder pops up. I, and I'm surprised it's not redacted. Right. So why don't we each shoot, take one of these uh, files, uh, starting, with, uh, starting with Alan? Since it's it to be his turn to read a paragraph anyway. File name. The file name is uh, 171171111992.mp3. Oh, a- yeah, it's dates and birthday. It's birthday. Audio, file of, audio file of men and women singing happy birthday. The subject of the song is, her, is heard as being Ian. You and um, Ian have the same birthday. Yeah. A- Wait, what if what if this is what if Ian's consciousness is in every robot? Holy sh! Well, like, but like he was. Wait, didn't we? And this was there was there in Anderson Robotics? Wasn't Wait, there? That, that, it just so happened that was wasn't there. Day. Someone with the last name of J as well, since I J. There wasn't an Ian though. No, but I mean, like, wouldn't that be interesting though? Um, I mean, I'm sorry, we'll carry on. Uh, one five zero three one nine nine six dot gif. So March fifteenth. So, Graphic interchange format file of an individual playing fetch with a dog. Black Labrador. The imagery is in first person perspective. Did I say gif or gif? You better have said gif. I hope I said gif. It's gif. Because it I don't should care be gif. Who the fuck you are? It's GIF. <laughs> Choosy moms choose gif. Your turn. You're on the JPEG. Uh, 0707-2001, so July 7th, 2001, .jpg. Photograph of Little League Baseball Team, with the, the exception of a young boy of Asian descent. Most faces in the photo are either distorted or blurred. Dang. Ooh. Okay. Um, 0909-2006.mp4. Video file of an individual completing and passing a driving test. Video is from first person. The video is from first person perspective. The face of the driving instructor is blurred out. Hmm. Uh, 1205.2007.jpg. Wait, he would have been only like 15. How did he get his driver's license? And at like, I mean, yes, he's almost 16, but he wouldn't have been able to get his driver's license. I was 16 in 2006 until I turned 17. He would have been 15 turning 16. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Could be a different. Could depend. Could be. You know. I don't I, know. I mean. Could be uh, a different place. Yeah. So. Uh where was I? Sorry. You did. They just. You just did that one of the driver. Yeah, driver's license. Twelve oh five two thousand seven dot jpeg. A photograph of a young couple dressed in formal attire. One is a young male that m- matches SCP twenty three oh six dash one's avatar dressed in a tuxedo. The other is a young woman of European descent in a red dress. The male is standing behind the female with his arms slightly wrapped around her waist. It's a prom photo. It is a prom photo. Uh, 11-17-2008.jpg. Uh, photo of a silver Ducati Monster 696 motorcycle with a banner reading Happy 18th visible in the background. Damn! Lucky bastard. Seriously. 
2009. Audio file of a male voice matching SCP-2306-1 shouting, Holy shit, I got in. I'm going to college in, emo- in an emotionally charged voice. Aww. Aww. Uh, 2109. Photograph of a banner reading, Welcome to Oregon State University is visible above the entrance of a brick-a-faced building. Didn't they say Anderson Robotics has one of its major bases of operations in Oregon? It does. Oh. Is it your turn? Your turn. Is it? Wait, who read? It was Alan. You just... I did? No. No, I did. I said the Ducati. Then then I said... Audiophile. And then... Our our short-term memory is disappearing. Fuck! We need to reboot the program. Uh, it's you, Kayla, then, on this next one. Uh, March 10th, 2010.jpg. Photograph of, of three males covered in black and orange blue, body, blue paint. <laughs> body paint from the waist up. The individual letters OSU are present on one member of the group. The individual matching SCP-23061's avatar is painted with the S. 11.03.2012.gif. Graphic interchange format file showing an individual riding a motorcycle. The file is from first-person perspective. The individual looks around as it appears they are riding in rainy conditions. At the end of the file's loop, the individual looks to their left end and see left and sees oncoming headlights. Oh. <laughs> oh. Shit. Um. Damn. Addendum. Two o two thirty two twenty three o six dash C recovery. SCP-2306 was recovered by Foundation personnel on July 17, 2015, following a raid on the offices of GOI-1115 Anderson Robotics by MTF Gamma-13, Asimov's Lawbringers, near Bend, Oregon. SCP-2306 was found in an office drawer with the following documents. It's weird. I know where Bend, Oregon is. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, you're, you are kind of from the, the area, so... Yeah. And this is you on the first uh, paragraph of this uh, <clears throat> important document. Important. Do not discard. Dear insert customer name here. Thank you for your purchase of the Nanking computer repair system. No longer will you need to spend numerous hours in frustration attempting to fix problems with your personal computer or costly computer repair fees. Just plug the Nanking computer repair system into your Mac or PC and watch as your computer comes to life to literally fix itself. Repairs may include, but are not limited to. Removal of registry errors. Virus removal. Malware removal. Disk defragmentation. File recovery. Once the program runs to completion, simply remove the Nanking computer repair system and resume your computing. Your computer will optimize itself before your eyes. I'm confident that the Nanking computer repair system will be the last computer repair system you will ever need to buy. As always, it's a pleasure doing business with you, Anderson. <laughs> How's my uh, secretary voice? I liked it. Thank you. Additionally, the following messages were found on sticky notes that were found attached to the document at the time of recovery. Jason! Jason! Jason. I'm glad you managed to fix most of those memory problems you were having with Ian. Fingers crossed you get, you'll get the discharge problem under your thumb soon. 
Phineas's notes say there are some incantations we can try that will bind him to accept all commands and limit his functionality outside the desired medium. But that means we're going to need a vessel much larger than a flash drive, which defeats the nimble design of the product. I'm sorry, incantations? Yeah, they are an anomalous uh, paratech company. Uh, That means we're going to need a vessel much larger than a flash drive, which defeats the nimble design of the product. Just remember to keep the project quiet until I figure out how to get Vincent and Phineas on board. If I'm correct, these things are going to sell like hotcakes. I've already taken the liberty of contacting a supplier, Marshall, recommended in stockpiling about 20 more of the raw material for when we hammer all the bugs out so we can get a jump on the demand. Isaac. Damn. They bound a boy's soul to a flash drive. Fuck. I am curious about the bigger mythos <laughs> around uh, November 17th, though. Mm-hmm. Cause that, now, because you're tied to it, too, now. Yeah, it's like... But, like, that's been brought up twice. It just could be ironic, but... Yeah. Or, like, coincidental. It just so happens for Anderson that these two just happen to both have something that happens on November 17th, but... Yeah. I just wonder if that's a that's one reason Lord Bung combined the robot and the flash drive into one. It, well, but that was um, the reason why November 17th was prominent for 2009 in that one is because that's when they said, yeah, you're, you don't have to come home. Yeah, but it's interesting that that was the date. Yeah. It, maybe it's coincidence, but I don't feel like it is. If there's other Anderson stuff where November 17th comes up, then... And and the only reason we're noticing it is because it's my birthday. <laughs> so that's a, that's a third... That's a th- that's like the smoking gun about your connection with the Foundation and, your, the, and the fact that they use your, your logo, your canary robot, you- as... <laughs> Is that why they? I'm wondering if that's why they hired me to get to know me more about Anderson Robotics. I mean, they did ask some weird questions. You're not even from the the robotics department. Hey, no. Can I read something real quick? Sure. Yes, do it. What's his name, Daddy? The little girl inquired. Her eyes were wide as she looked up at the tall droid standing motionless in front of her. Well, according to the directions Anderson gave us, its pre-programmed personality is called Hector. We can call it anything you want, sweetie. James replied as he ruffled his daughter's hair. What's Hector mean? She asked as she pulled away from her father's hand. He was a great warrior, a defender of the city of Troy. Is he a great warrior too? It had better be after what I paid, James chuckled. Then I want to name him Hector too. Of course, sweetie, James said with a small smile. P.S.H.U.D. number 31. From this moment on, you are to respond to the name Hector. Do you understand? The droid nodded, then looked down as the little girl grabbed its hand. Can I play with Hector now, Daddy? She asked, her grin running from ear to ear as she began to tug at the droid. Of course you can, James replied. Whenever Daddy isn't using Hector, you two can play together as much as you like. It will always be here for you, Sarah. Always. Oh. Where'd you find that? It was, uh... If you clicked on the date, November 17th, 2009, in the, uh, entry for 1360, it took you to that. Oh. That's that's charming and cryptic. I, dude, this is a cool this is a cool little mythos that it's been worked into the foundation. I like it. The Anderson Robotics thing. I like this too. Yeah, yeah. Makes you, makes you want to read more entries. You know, maybe once we're done with confinement, we could start looking into these more of these uh, sort of like again these broader. I, I've said it before, but these broader sort of interconnected SCPs. We pick a theme, we run with it for a bit. Confinement's sort of our first, like, interconnected one. But then we could also maybe take a break, do some more random SCPs that we think are fun to read. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no, this was cool. I'm actually really glad we did this particular episode and talk and are continuing to talk about the ones that inspired uh, con- Confinement. So, 
Uh, of the three, I will definitely give uh, twenty three oh six my 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 big my big thumbs up. I like twenty three oh six the best as yep, well. Yep, me too. <laughs> I, I you know what's funny the ones I always like I feel like the ones I always like the best are the ones that are more benign, mm-hmm. the more benign SCPs. I mean, it goes back to the sack of potatoes. It goes back to I am a toaster. Um, <laughs> just these are these are fun. I mean, not that the toaster is completely benign, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I getcha. <clears throat> um. But yeah, um, I think that's. I think before they the foundation starts getting weirded out about us talking about it again, we should probably start wrapping things up. Uh, before we do, though, uh, let's let's get our let's get our plugs out of the way. Uh, once again, I want to mention that we have a writing challenge currently going on. Kayla and I got this one started, uh, and it's a Disney writing challenge. You can you probably heard about it in the last episode. And I want to apologize for the week delay between episodes. We got really busy, and we were working on the uh, th- getting the proper rules down for the writing challenge. But that's up and running. The deadline is July 17th. I'll put a link uh, in the you – can, you can find it on, um, on YouTube – uh, the proper announcement video. Uh, and, it's, also, it's also on... Uh, oh, and in podcast... Yeah, we did release a podcast episode in the same length. This is the, the video one is what I think about because we had fun yeah, making that, was- that little video from old Disneyland footage I had. But yeah, Disney Pasta Writing Challenge. Um, and I think after that, um, we're... Uh, Alan, do you still want to do the writing challenge you, you talked to us about? Uh, I do. Good. Uh... <laughs> Because it sounded rad. I want to... Should we hold off on that? And- should we hold off on talking about what it is at all? Because Sure. Or should we talk about it? I, I think we should wait. Okay, we'll wait. I don't want to step on another writing challenge. No, oh, I, 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 I only, I'm, the only reason I ask is I, I, as we were setting this up, I, I realized, like, oh, shit, but, like, Alan has been wanting to pitch this one for a bit, and I wanted to make sure you didn't feel like we were stepping on yours. No, 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 that's cool. Okay. Because, like, that's the one I want to do next after this one, if, if you're still down for it. Do you want to give a hint about it, or...? No. Okay. <laughs> um, well, then, do you want to give us a recommendation? Uh, yeah! Cool. I'm going to recommend you go fuck yourself! No. <laughs> um, okay, hold on, I'll be right back. Speaking of fucking yourself, um... We, uh, Alan will actually be on our next, uh, episode of, um, Darkly Lit, where we'll be reading The Electric Boner by Nathaniel Lewis. If you haven't finished that by now, get on it, and good news, you're not uh, alone. I am, I am, I am, uh, I am about halfway through that book. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna recommend, uh, have I recommended Preacher on this show before? No. No. Yeah, uh, the first two seasons are on Hulu, Preacher. It's a show on AMC. Uh, it is tied with uh, Happy on Sci-Fi as my favorite show and also the two most fucked up shows on on, uh, on television. <laughs> Happy actually looks good. I, I keep seeing trailers for that, and I'm like, oh, I, that sounds like something I would watch. But Yeah, Happy is, Happy is pretty great. Um, but Preacher is also pretty great. It's based on the... Uh, comic it was one of my favorite uh preacher is probably my favorite comic of all time damn um when the first season of the show came out i watched the first two episodes and was like ah they kind of changed a lot but Mm -hmm. then like a few uh months later i gave it another shot and i was like no 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 this is really really good so i'm gonna recommend preacher uh it's uh it's insane (laughs) (laughs) it's on hulu 
it is on Hulu, the first two seasons. There is also a third season, and it's just announced that the fourth season would be the last. Uh, the show is produced by Seth Rogen, oh. um, who uh, has assured everyone that the show did not get canceled. Uh, he is ending the series. It's not canceled. <laughs> oh, okay. I think sometimes it does take a good uh, show writer to, like, cancel, like, or not cancel, but end a series. And, and like, saying, okay, it's got a good run, but I know we need to end it yeah. before it goes off. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind that this is a show on AMC, the network that also has The Walking Dead, which, um, <laughs> uh, for I think five seasons now has been unwatchable garbage. Not to mention it has a spinoff series, which is weird. I don't know. I never got into The Walking Dead personally. I saw the me. Season. I got three episodes into The Walking Dead and didn't like it. So I don't know how it's gone on for as long as it has. I read the graphic novel. A little bit of the graphic novel. I like the Telltale stories or the the Telltale video games. Oh yeah, the Telltale ones are good. Those are fine. They're they're telling their own story though. That's the thing. Those are good. But mm. um, in terms of Walking Dead, I saw the first season. Um, it was it was a good watch. Um, I didn't. It wasn't something that grabbed me enough to watch after that. Um, also, life got in the way. But a lot of people I've spoken to, it's like when I say, "Oh, uh, I've only watched the first season of The Walking Dead," and they're like, "That's all you need to watch. <laughs> you don't need um, to past it." Oh, I remembered what I was actually going to recommend. Okay. Um, there is a docu series on Vice called uh, "Dark Side of the Ring." Mm. Uh, it focuses on some of the fucked up stuff that's happened behind the scenes in wrestling. There is an episode out for free on YouTube about the murder of Bruiser Brody. Whoa. And it is, it is an amazing series. Uh, I think only three or four episodes are out now, but, uh, yeah, the free one on YouTube is about the murder of Bruiser Brody. There's a one about the, the, uh, fucked up relationship between Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. There's uh, one about the Montreal screw job. Oh shit! Uh, I know about that and, one. And it, it's e- even for non wrestling fans. I would recommend it even for non wrestling fans. It's really, really good shit. I will totally look that up. That sounds awesome. Anyway, uh, that's that's it for Alan recommends. Thank you, Alan, for recommending. And hey, gang, as usual, uh, be sure to check out the other podcasts on the dark. Darkly Lit? No, I almost said Dark... Well, be sure to check us out on Darkly Lit, but be sure to check out the other podcasts on the Creative Horror Network, including The Witching Hour, Creepy Cooking Staff, Midnight Marinara, Trick or Track, and yes, Darkly Lit. Um, we are... Uh, we've got some cool stuff planned, as always, and uh, we are great at promoting ourselves, you know. Like how I'm going to also once again mention, if you want to support the show, we have a Patreon. You can go check that out. Debating getting a... Co- is it coffee? Ko-fi? It doesn't matter. It's the same goddamn thing. Yeah. Well, for people who just want to be like, hey, here's a thing one time if you like my if you like what we do here, um, you know, to support either Midnight Marinara or Undercooked Analysis, but not don't want to do like a monthly subscription. For everybody, by the way, who's been um, per, uh, supporting us through Patreon, like huge, huge, huge thanks. I want to make sure that I'm um, restructuring the rewards to like do things better because like I'm not since since Midnight Marinara is kind of on hiatus until we 
do more material or until I decide what I want to do with it next. Um, I feel like I'm not following through with some of the things as well as I could be, but that's because I, I've been tr- taking the time to try and restructure sort of the rewards beyond just you sign in, you become part of our Discord, which is a lot of fun, by the way, and our um, uh, my train of thought. Uh, and some of the extras we threw out there. We did have a really good episode, extra episode come out recently where it's myself, Kayla... Eli and Kylie from Cinema Nippon slash Animal Fact Files talking about uh, pseudo real life paranormal experiences we've had. It's actually really cool. Uh, Kylie shares some really neat stories uh, about her family and their relation to uh, ghost hunting, which is I thought was really cool. Um, you might also hear in the near future something Alan and I talked about a few episodes ago with Mike MacD, but you'll need to keep uh, your ear. You need to be a patron to access that. We're something still... truly it'll be something truly truly outrageous <laughs> <laughs> oh man good evening intrepid listeners this is the pasta shade the host of midnight marinara and this podcast is part of creativehorror.com a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans for more content like this visit us at creativehorror.com Hmm, 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 hmm,